Hey, if you like Quest Friends, and since you're listening to this, you probably do, did you know we have stuff now? We've got stickers, a t-shirt, and a poster for sale at questfriendspodcast.com slash shop, but only until this Friday, October 19th. So if you want some of this limited edition merchandise, that is, again, questfriendspodcast.com slash shop. Previously on Quest Friends, The Cookie Crew. My messengers informed me yesterday that Chaladian has been seen at a seaside retreat near Pike's Head. She's there on vacation, is the official story. I think she's scouting out Anquan because she thinks Anquan is right for the taking. And I want to let her know it's not. Uh, I've drafted a peace treaty that we will hopefully get the Empress to sign. Okay, I'm going to stuff it very carelessly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, look at this, girls. A fully loaded caravan guarded only by a few hapless travelers. Let's make their load lighter, huh? And together, we're P, B, and J. What's the next, what's the closest port? What's the next what? What's the closest port? The closest port is ironically Pike's Bay. Pike's Head. Yeah. Wonderful. I'm gonna, Hanalore is gonna just scream in anger after that ship. Everyone start packing up your shit because we're we're in pursuit. Because Madeline put it in the glove box, or rather, Hanalore put it in the glove box, scrammed in there. And you have a box of Snapoas, the worst cookie <laughs> agreed upon by everyone. What is what do those cookies taste like, Kelly? Snapoas? They are like if someone took sherbet, removed all of the citrus, and then put it in a cookie. <laughs> it's terrible. Okay, but some people like them because some people are it's bad. A brick of flavorless cream. Yes. It's not even sweet. And it's still sour. Like It's not sour. It's just like... Does it still like make that like pinch on the back of your cheeks feeling? It's Yeah, it's like... You eat it? God, it sounds terrible. <laughs> it's like just tart without any of the fruit. <laughs> it's tart without any of the pleasure. Ugh. All right. Okay, I've got a great idea. It's difficult to work with. Hit, hit me up. What's up? So... I bet people would pay a lot more for cookies if they thought they glowed. How do we get them to think that they glow? I'm a magician! Fair. What if I made them blue? (laughs) It's just that I've seen... What color are they already? Like a light pale green? (laughs) Light blue. (laughs) Like glowy blue. I don't know how long I could make it last, but like... But they'd be really excited <laughs> about it. So the sale would have to be quick. Yeah. As a reminder, you still need to get the the non-aggression treaty signed as well. Like, cookies are just part of that deal. Right. We're driving down there right now. So, like, for the purposes of mechanics, if you sell the cookies, they will sign the thing. Handler is driving. It's night. Like, I assume it's, like, nighttime. You know, it's 3 a.m. Like, the sun's kind of coming up. Yeah, you're just... You had this, but, like, you're not going back to bed after that. You're just out. Yeah, I got, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I'm keyed up. I'm currently pounding a, a, a strong <laughs> cup of black coffee that I have prepared on every... I made it... Before we left, before, like, I, I just, like, as I was destabilizing everything, I just slammed a pot <laughs> into the embers of the fire, and then I've mixed you all a very okay. sober and gritty cup of coffee. Is there any way I could restore some might points because I had to... Oh, yeah, yeah, you can oh, all heal. You can sleep, like, I'm 
Yeah. Yeah. So you can all heal back up to your uh, your normal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Stuff. Great. All right. um, the coffee are in covers, so you should be fine. Also, you all get an XP after that fight. Woo! So I've got two of those, right? Correct. You have two XP, and everyone else has one. Cool. I have one. I'm starting to sense that uh, that XPs are something that you save, as opposed to like ripping someone out of a van. So like, <laughs> <laughs> normally XP are saved to level up, but like since this is a one shot, you don't really need them for that. Yeah. And we recently decided to just level up at the end of our arcs. Uh, so we are allowed to use XP in Quest Friends to like do cool things. I used it to do a parkour trick that should cool. not have been humanly possible. I'm so excited. So that means <laughs> I used it to create a distraction. You did. It was excellent. <laughs> All right. So I have an idea of a plan that... Uh, let's hear. Uh, for the record, Hannah Lohr is playing John Prine, but it's on low. <laughs> and uh, her eyes are bugged. She's <laughs> over the steering wheel. Okay. Um, it is a little bit. like curled up against... We can all be sitting in the bench of the of the front seat if you want. Yeah. There are mm-hmm. seat belts for everyone. Okay. I'm cuddling. I don't know who with, but I'm cuddling. <laughs> you can cuddle with Araf. She will oh, allow it. Um, Her, your feet can be in my lap. It's like when you're uh, sleeping <laughs> on the couch with mom and yeah, dad. Yeah. <laughs> you covered um, yourself Araf out. is absolutely calm and like quickly trying to calculate what we could possibly do to restore the situation. Because we're meeting with... Hannah is muttering to herself. <laughs> we're, hope- we're hoping to meet with the Queen of Aquan, right? No, you were sent by the Queen of Aquan. No. The Empress Sorry. of yes. Carathian Empire. The Empress of the Empire. The Empress of the Empire. Okay. We were attacked by Aquan pirates, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah. So I recognize, recognize those as Aquan pirates. We can definitely openly attack them again to retrieve those cookies and Madeline. But in the meantime, actually, it being this late in the night, might be a poor time to approach the Empress. <laughs> <laughs> you're still, if you, you're still, you'll get there at like a reasonable time in the morning that you could politely. Wonderful. Okay, because I have no idea what travel time. <laughs> we <laughs> calculated it, and then I just threw it out the window and was like, "I'm making it up." Hanlor uh, pops a part of the uh, dashboard up, and it has a little. Ooh. There's a, there's two things. There's like a GPS. No, it's like a little. It's a little. Yes, it is. It's a little clock. It's a little compass. Yeah. And it's a little face. Ooh. Uh, this is one of my oddities. It's a circular uh, stone yes. plate with a human face uh, that occasionally changes expressions or appears to speak. Oh. Um, this is the face of, uh, like, it's like a little insert that is the face of, uh, of Red Mary. Mm. And she's very haughty and serious. <laughs> and creepy. And currently she's like, you can just imagine that, like, it's, I'm going to say it's like more of a, it's a face, but it's more of like a, a votive, you know, so it's like, it's like chest up. Mm. And you can see that she has her, her pointer finger on her cheek and her <laughs> lips are pursed and she is looking quite upset. And uh, mm-hmm. Hanalore taps on the clock and says, uh, should be maybe another, I don't know, three or four hours. We'll get there. She 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 can have her breakfast, and then we'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I propose that locate the Empress, and I begin to engage her with the contract and cookies, stalling for time while you two retrieve the cookies and Madeline. So... This is great. So, do we split, uh, Olivia? Do, do we split 
Is splitting the party a thing? Can we do that or should we? Like, I've just never done it in D&D. Splitting the party is a thing that you can definitely do. And actually, if you want to do that plan, I will allow that plan. Okay. Okay. We'll take it easy on you. like add me into like while you guys are fighting i yeah, could yeah. be in the initiative as well and just have my turn outside of oh my yeah. god that's so cinematic that's perfect <laughs> i'll let that happen like, for sure oh that's for so sure. tight oh nice on the nose so, on the so nose the only thing i'm that's just throwing that out there you guys that's think? perfect right. that's a great visual for me all right so okay so i will do what i can with these cookies and this treaty, which I'm whipping out to start reading through to kind of prepare myself to persuade. Uh, uh, Olivia, uh, Olivia. Handler unlocks the uh, glove box for you. There is a small explosion of napkins. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but under it, once that clears, uh, the, uh, the, the papers are right there. The important papers. Right. And Arif's just going to kind of explain. She's like, I'm you know, very well trained in these sorts of things, so I should be able to at least stall for time while you get the rest of the cookies given this treaty and the cookies i will do my best uh she is trained in uh pleasant social well not necessarily pleasant but social <laughs> interactions you're you're trained in social stuff try not to like yes uh, I, i'm still driving try not to like eat her brain uh if you can avoid it it's not clear to me what you do as a job <laughs> but um just like eating brains never comes up but we have met people who have eaten brains. Okay, yes. good. That's or that's a relief. Just keep it simple, I guess. Um, meanwhile, Ig and I like is Ig asleep or is she awake? She's somewhere in the middle. She's listening. She's <laughs> dozing, dozing. Uh, uh, little little one and I uh, will um we'll go to the, find the ship. Um, I didn't even catch. Did anybody catch what the name of the ship was? I guess. No, it would have been wouldn't have been written on the side necessarily. None of us caught that. Um, no, but you do know their gang name, which is PB and J. PB and J. That's okay. right. And they were fairly ostentatious. I bet it was named like Meadow or something because they were all flowers. <laughs> uh, or like murderers, Meadow. <laughs> Or oh, <laughs> murderers, meadow murderers. We should get a boat and name it that. Something just terrible, Jean Quill. Um, how do you spell Jean Quill? I I want Handler wonders aloud. J O N. Also, what is a Jean Quill? U I L. U I L. Okay. Oh, Jean Quills are pretty. Handler, I do think is taking. So you know, for as as serious as Handler is about safety, she does have like a little notebook out on the steering wheel. <laughs> that she is like scribbling down like uh, PB and J, Poppy, Susan, John Quill, um, specifically the cost damage to the van, which at this point is got to be at least Ooh. like I don't know what the conversion rate is, but it's the conversion rate of a thousand a thousand dollars today. So whatever that is in fancy future money. Uh, shins are the currency of the future. Shins. I'm going to say that's like shins. seven hundred shins. I don't know. 700 sure, shins. 700 shins. Wow. If I have to kick her shins 700 <laughs> times, uh, I will be, I will get my restitution. Um, so, so that's what she's, ta- so she's tabulating like all the things she's trying to remember. Okay. So there's three of them. There's two of us, me and the egg. And so uh, the first step's got to be like getting Madeline, right? I mean, she's a right. wheelie shoe person. Like she's too good for a car, but uh, she can help us fight incarcerating them she would be more useful in 
diplomacy than uh, cookies would be as well. Um, okay, so I say, I mean, I guess the first step, should we just try to get Madeline and get in and out? Yeah. I may also be able to send my duplicate with you. And um, I don't know, is that allowable? Because I can... I'm checking. Summon it within my sight range, but I don't know how far away it can be from me. doesn't really say. Um, let me open up your focus and see if it's okay. Oh, okay. I'm looking at the map. Because, yeah, if I am able to send the duplicate in, I would send her after the cookies. I have, like, um, I would have a basic map of Pike's Head, uh, Aerith, so, uh, Aerith. Yeah. Pike's Bay. Pike's Bay, what, Pike's... I also can't remember what the name is. It's a Pike's yeah. name. <laughs> <laughs> the place. It's, um, so you can, like, be looking at a map of the city and be figuring out where the docks are versus whatever. Yes. Where she could, yeah. True. The, the uh, uh, maps are kept in this, uh, little pocket <laughs> so right between your legs. Uh, it's like a little cool. pouch in yeah. a seat. They're all very neatly folded. Oh. <laughs> uh, Cassidy, you can cause a duplicate of yourself to appear at any point you can see within a short range. Ah. Okay, and then after it appears, does it just exist wherever? She's sitting in the back seat. She's not cuddling with us. <laughs> She's got her hands quietly folded on her nude chest. <laughs> I had imagined her disappearing. The, the duplicate is around until they're killed or disappeared. But she also fell into the water, so I just assumed okay. that would have caused the shadow to evaporate. Yeah, probably. So it would cost me another two might to invoke it. Um... I'm going to say that you can't send it along with them. Because you don't know like, where okay. they're going yeah, or anything. That's fair. You'd have to, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, it seems like you have to be able to see your double. Right. I, yeah, there's kind of a... I think they mentioned a telepathic link, but... You have a telepathic link, so you can communicate with it. But like, you, yes. it's, it's too far. Yeah, it's but too I dicey. Know what to tell like, it. <laughs> you don't know Pike's head. Yeah. Maybe if it was somewhere you knew really well, but not nope. Pike's head. Yeah, okay. So, in that case... Um, I could send my duplicate, but I don't believe it would be very uh, useful without me being nearby. So instead, I will pass along my oddity, my other one. Um, so there's my cloak that is actually billowing oh, right now. Oh, is this the scary one? We're <laughs> no, Emily oh, has no. the scary one. Emily has the scary one. Yeah. I'm so very concerned about that. No, mine is actually just a bizarre thing. It's an unknown musical instrument that plays only soft, unpleasant <laughs> sounds. <laughs> Exclusive. So, so, like, what do y'all think it sounds so as like? I pull it out. It sounds kind of not like a screeching violin because yeah. it's still really soft and like an out of tune organ at the same time. Um, so, it's, so yeah, like a really quiet organ that's playing notes that are kind of dissonant, but then also like a violin in the background as well. So I'll be. I can be the violin part, and you can be the organ part. Yeah. Perfect. Kyle, use that. Perfect. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, so as that sound kind of plays, and like, you could potentially use this as a distraction. Um, if you find a use for it, let me know. I have yet Cheers. to... Cheers. This is chilling my bones. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put it in my, uh, my... My Carhartt is like zipped all the way up now. I'm very serious. <laughs> And I put the unpleasant instrument in my uh, my my <laughs> breast pocket. Oh boy! I guess I could lend my buzzer 
if someone would. Uh, my only odd. Oh, I have an oddity um, that you might like. Um, I'm gonna have to give you instructions for you. Can, you're gonna have to crawl back to grab it. Oh, jeez. But it's Wish a. It's uh, <laughs> I'm safety is kind of out the window right now. Hannah is very concerned. <laughs> this is like. This is her one job. Queen Brackleberry was really nice about it. Um, okay, uh, there is an indestructible glass rose, and it's very beautiful. And so you could offer oh. it to the queen. I don't know if you want to do a gag, a- like pretend to break it, but whatever. It's it's indestructible, <laughs> nice and it's chip, pretty. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. that's fine. I found it. I don't care about it. <laughs> no emotional connection. I'd like to remind you all as well that you have ciphers. You, the what? ciphers you got from. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have those ciphers. You have ciphers that could do things for you. But, like, one of them, for instance, was like a psychic link. So we can trade ciphers? Yeah, you can trade ciphers if you want. You have all nine of them. It's just like you can only carry three at a time because ciphers are weird and, like, they're scary. And if you gather too many in one location, they can kind of, like, cause radiation and, like, like, you're fine. You can safely hold three. Oh, well, since we're all cuddling, I say we put them we can leave the rest in the van. You're fine. (laughs) There are like rules for like danger rules and stuff, but you don't have to worry about those. Okay. So uh, for the record, I have gravity spray, sound dampener, and a one-use sticking stick that just holds wherever. (laughs) (laughs) That thing's awesome. Can you use that to climb up on the boat? We can, it's only one use, but I don't see why not. Then the gravity spray, I don't know, we could just like swim. <laughs> swim into the porthole and, and peek in. And sound dampener is super useful. I'll probably just put the sound dampener on my back. Just, it'll be a wall of silence. Sneak on. Yeah. You could also use the gravity to get Madeline and the cookies off. Toda, that's very true. This is an escape route. Um, I have the living solvent, which is the terrifying thing that dissolves, which you could use to break in or sink the ship. I do want to destroy the ship. (laughs) They cut me deep. And then I have a mental scrambler, which I don't remember what it does, and the time dilation, which slows things down and makes it easier to hit, I think. Mm -hmm. So if that will help you in your endeavors, I would be happy to swap ciphers. Sure. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna keep the sound dampener, um, uh-huh. and everything else of mine is up for grabs. Okay. Ig, what do you have? If you're still awake, I have the see in the dark potion. See oh. in the dark potion. The psychic communication device and the frigid wall. I don't think we really need the wall in this case. You're all free to leave ciphers behind too. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Awesome. And I could hold on to the psychic link device so you could hold more Cypher's egg. That's a good idea. If you f- would find use, the time dilation one could go to somebody. Yeah, totally. Uh, time dilation would be good. I'm just writing down what we all of us have. Yeah. The night vision, I think, would be useful because it's very dark in the holds of ships. So that's why pirates wear eye patches so that one eye is always dilated and they just swap it out. That's something, is it though? story. You can look it up. That, uh, I think so. Uh, it's true in that uh, when it was told to me, it was told as if it were true. No. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't know how what the expiration date on it is, but it was true when I, when I heard it. You know what I mean? It could be just one of those things where it's like how T-Rexes can follow your vision. <laughs> like, they don't need you to... Standing still doesn't make them blind. Maybe pirates don't actually do that. Well, Google says that that seems to be a thing, so... Alright, think that we're learning. This is the kind of thing Kyle edits out. <laughs> <laughs> We're planning, so that's <laughs> totally understandable. So, what does the time dilation do again? That makes it so makes that someone slower. No, you makes you faster. Specifically, if you're wielding a weapon, it makes the weapon faster. 
Okay. So I have a question for Era, for Hanalor. Or Olivia or Cassidy. Hanalor. For some reason, I always want to say Hannah Lynn, and I don't know why. Because <laughs> it rhymes with mandolin? <laughs> no, thanks. That's why, but that's a really good point. Well, so if we're going on a super awesome rescue mission, then I could be the distraction. And you could go, like, grab the cookies, grab Madeline. Okay, I'm kind of meaty. Yeah. Um, but I will have the sound dampener on, so I should be pretty sneaky. Um, if I give you... The sea in the dark, too. How big is the crate? Can I carry it by myself? Yeah. I did. I, I loaded it in the van myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, Madeline might be awake by the time you attempt to rescue. Yeah. So um, um, I'm, if it's all right, I'm going to take the night vision, the sound dampener, and the living solvent because I'm going to be sneaking around in the dark and just sprinkling it like holy communion water on their <laughs> ship. <laughs> and, and then when I find uh, uh, Madeline, I'm getting out of there. We've been driving for a little while now. I'm imagining the sun is coming up over Pike's head. Time has passed, for sure. Yes, you are You are now in Pike's head. Perfect. It's Hallie again. Thanks to everyone for tuning in to The Cookie Crew, and thank you so much to everyone who joined our anniversary Q&A stream. We all had such a good time, it was so much fun, um, we were so happy people liked it, and we also want to congratulate the raffle winners again. So for those of you who weren't able to make it to the stream, uh, we raffled off some cool swag like t-shirts and stickers and a poster, but that stuff is also available for sale on our website to continue celebrating our anniversary. I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode too, but since this is a limited run and sales close on Friday, October 19th, we want to make sure everyone who wants something can get it. So again, that is a t-shirt, a poster, and loads and loads of amazing cute stickers we call beans designed by our very own Emily. The link for that is questfriendspodcast.com slash shop. Shipping is free on all purchases, and again, October 19th is the last day you can order, so if you do want something, move quick. The final episode, for now, of The Cookie Crew will air on October 29th, but the next episode of the main campaign will air on October 22nd, so I will see you then. So before you is the seaside retreat that is marked on the map that you still have from Madeline, at which the Empress resides. It is a stately mansion overlooking a steep cliff. The waves of the bay below smash and break against the cliffside, which is strange because the bay is normally very calm. Hmm. In fact, this area is normally sunny and temperate, but right now it just looks thunderstorming. And then below, like, that's like kind of high on a cliff. Think like the mansion in Clue, the ominously located mansion in Clue. <laughs> but then like, if you were to 
follow the cliffside down, there's like a little port town below it, which is uh, Pike's Head. And that you can't see from afar, but it looks just like a normal port town. So I'm guessing I'm probably going to drop you off uh, at the at the entrance. <laughs> entrance. I'm going to get in maybe a little bit of fancier garb. Okay. All right. As we're cruising through the city, you can be in the back section. There's blinds if you want to have privacy. <laughs> Changing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that would be nice. All right. I'm just like gripping Ig's shoulder. <laughs> like, he's just like psyched up. <sighs> we're going to be great. <laughs> going to mess him up, dude. Yeah. Show them what it means to mess with a woman's beautiful, perfect Westphalia Volkswagen band. <laughs> Oh boy. All right, so I'm pulling up to the entrance. AC, I turned the ACDC down. <laughs> that I have been hitherto just blasting through the streets of Pike's Head. Oh my gosh. All right, and I'm going to slow down so you can get out and, and stop. I have the the rose, the treaty, and the cookies uh-huh. in tow. Well, my ciphers and stuff too, and my cape. And I'm assuming it's really windy out. Yeah, because it's like a cliff and there's like a stormy, yeah. Yeah, my cape isn't moving at all. <laughs> it's just stiff. <laughs> it's just funny to imagine it like like you're wearing it made of paper mache so it's just like stiff like not moving yeah <laughs> well my hair is you know going crazy but yeah yeah only billows when it's indoors okay okay so we can do we want to start my thing now or do we, you want to do it at the same time we'll start your thing because yours is gonna yeah we're driving okay. so you're driving out of the town the mansion um the front door is facing you I'll get through to the guards yeah yeah so they're like two like sentries but they seem pretty lax. Yeah. They're not, like, on their guard or anything. And you can see yeah. through, like, a first floor dining room window that there's another group, like, playing cards. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's lax. Oh, um, okay. So are you just walking up? Yeah. Yes, I'm gonna approach the guards and be looking at them, not like, you know, intimidatingly, but just like, I need to speak to you, you know. Okay. Uh, and at that, they'll, like, both stand up a little bit and collect themselves. And... Yep, and I'll introduce myself. Okay, go for it. I am Arab Sindal of Akwan, and I have come to speak with the Empress on governmental policies. They will look really confused about that, and then kind of look at each other, and then one of them will say, That's it, they didn't cover this in training. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one will say, What do we do, Brenda? Uh, and then they're just going to look back and say, governmental matters? Yes, I am here on the order of Queen Anastasia Brackleberry to discuss a particular treaty that we believe your empress would be very interested in. I am with the, uh... Knights of Anquan. Well, no, the, the diplomacy thing. And Madeline... Uh, she's from the Diplomacy and Foreign Relations Division. Okay, I have come with Madeline Jeffrey James from the Diplomacy Division and would like just a moment of the empress's time and I'm going to kind of shuffle the things in my hands to make it seem like I have important things. You're a fancy busy lady. Yes. Things to offer. Uh, at that, Betsy will look you and then kind of try to see if there's anyone behind you <laughs> and say, you're with who? The van is peeling off down the road. <laughs> <laughs> She's away at the moment, uh, Madeline Jeffer James, and she will hopefully be joining me later. Um, she had some other duties to attend to for the time being, but I would like to just have some brief introductions, at least, with her majesty. While you've been speaking, Brenda has somehow procured, like, like an employee guide and is, like, flipping through. <laughs> <laughs> is it laminated? Yes. <laughs> 
and just will go, I guess we'd better call her. And then Betsy will go, yeah, all right. And then she'll lead you into like the mansion and she'll lead you into like a receiving room. That's kind of like the one Anastasia had, but this isn't like in a palace. It's just a room to the side that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things happen pretty quickly from behind the door you hear like I'm sorry ma'am I'm sorry she wants to see the empress and then you hear a stern voice say what do you mean she wants to see the empress is busy one does not just come to see the <laughs> and uh, Betsy will be like ma'am ma'am I'm so sorry uh, but but I just I didn't know what else to do so I came <laughs> I came to find you and the stern voice will say I'll deal with you later uh, and then a <laughs> Woman will enter the room. She has a very tight bun on her head, and she is wearing a very dark violet robe with, like, puffy sleeves, and she has a cat that's just, like, wandering around her feet. Mm-hmm. And she's going to enter, and she will say, You are in the presence of Lady Marguerite Verabar, Supreme Chancellor of the Baratheon Empire. Uh, what was that name again so I can jot that down? <laughs> Lady Marguerite Verabar. Verabois, V-E-R-R-E-B-O-I-S. Okay. Araf is going to go into a deep bow and say, It is a pleasure to meet your acquaintance, lady. I am Araf Zindal of the Knights of Aquan, uh, here on a mission of diplomacy with her empress. Uh, I suppose we could discuss those matters first in order for you to verify their truth before discussing with the empress herself. She will look you up and down, and... My cape is billowing now. (laughs) Yes, it's weird. No, gently, because, you know, I want to look intimidating (laughs) without actually scaring them. Uh, And she will respond to you with, Whatever matters Queen Anastasia sees fit to interrupt Empress Chaladian III's official vacation for are something I have very little time or patience to deal with. You see, the Empress is here on a well-earned respite, and I have very little respect for someone impertinent enough to interfere with her personal matters in such a bothersome fashion. Oh, jeez, I don't like this lady. (laughs) You shouldn't. (laughs) She's terrible. Great. Don't say it out loud. Okay, can I pull off one of my experience to... Totally. Okay, I will take the rose out first. Okay. And use this to kind of, you know, twiddle it between my thumbs. And I believe the gifts we have to offer Her Majesty are of interest, as well as our governmental offers. And just kind of twirl the rose and leave it a little vague, but hopefully convince her that this is something she really wants to hear. Okay, do you want to roll to make that sound enticing? Oh, absolutely, I can do that. Let me get my rainbow dice. Get your rainbow dice. Don't let me down. 16. 16, okay. She will kind of do that, like, head tilt that haughty people do when you've said something that catches their attention. But they try not to act interested. (laughs) Exactly, but you can see through that. You're good at this. In addition, the way that you're doing the rose is making the light glint off of it a little bit, and her cat is now very interested in it. So the cat's going to, like, jump up on a chair and then just sit there staring at it. You charmed the cat. Our job's half done. Lady Verabois will say, If you would be so kind as to tell me what those matters are, I will determine whether they're important enough to bother the Empress with. All right. Uh, We can discuss these things briefly, and... At your leisure, we don't have to necessarily do this discussion now. As I said, I am waiting on an acquaintance to come help uh, with these matters. She's more knowledgeable than I, uh, but I believe in being prompt and decided to 
gets the ball rolling, as it were. So, if we could discuss this now, or at a later time, it would be my pleasure. Who was your acquaintance? Oh, dear. (laughs) (laughs) It's Madeline Jefferson James. Madeline Jefferson James. Yes, Madeline Jeffrey James of the Diplomacy and... Uh, Diplomacy and Foreign Relations Division of the Knights of Anquan. Madeline Jeffrey James of the Diplomacy and Foreign Relations Division is the one we will be meeting with as well. Why isn't she here? She had other duties to attend to. I did not pry. I would be impolite. Um, but I expect her to arrive before lunch. So not only have you bothered the Empress on vacation, but you haven't even brought the source of your negotiation with? Oh no, I have it right here with me. Uh, She entrusted it with a group of us, and rightfully so. Um, (laughs) But there are some other duties that they must attend to beforehand. Again, just leave it vague. (laughs) Um, I just imagine that Ig is the connection, so Hanalor is whispering oh. into uh, into Ig's ear. Try to get us an appointment. <laughs> so the second communique cipher only lets you send a message of ten words. You got to use that like once oh. in dire. It's not like a permanent psychic communication. Get an appointment. Oh, oh, so it's not like ten words in total. Yeah. Okay, fine. Sorry, never mind. Yeah, sorry, Lady Margaret will say. I'm going to twirl the rose a little bit more, too. Well, they can hardly be important if the rest of your party aren't even here. Mm, She's so difficult. She sure is. And with that, we'll make a cut (laughs) to the other two. Driving down to the port. You'll get some time to think about it. Yes. I got to think about this. So... Admit, for the most part, uh, Red Mary uh, has like a chugging diesel kind of engine, you know? Yeah. But she has turned it into stealth mode, so it just sounds like a Prius. So it's just like it's like whispering down the street. Okay. Um, we are cruising. Or, okay, I'm going to park next to the docks. Okay. But like one block away mm-hmm. um, to hide the Red Mary. And uh, then we're going to get out and start sneaking around, like playing it casual. See if we see the boat. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, you are sneaking through the port town. Um, it's just like a normal port town. It's like reasonably busy. Uh, Pikeshead is also a fishing village. There are a lot of fishermen fishing along the docks. Pikeshead is cool too because about 300 feet off the shore, there's this massive thing that juts out of the water. Uh, people call it the beast. In some ways, it resembles a structure. It's clearly made of organic material with chitinous plates and leathery flesh, but it never moves and it shows no sign of life. Oh. Uh, it's just kind of there. It's creepy. Some people are afraid of it. Some people swear that like the fishing is better around it. So there are some brave fishing boats anchored um, around the beast. So as you're looking at the beast, you like there's a single fishing boat that's coming from where the beast is located. And we'll just say that like you're looking out for the ship, you're following this moving thing, and it moves directly past a pirate ship that you <gasps> recognize that has a giant char hole on it. I did that! <laughs> the ship is still floating. Uh, Hanalore raises her hand for a fist bump. Nice. Clunk. I've got a fist bump. It is moored in the dock. There's no sign of activity on it. Okay, so, hey, do you think you're, are you going to disguise yourself? Are you going to try to get everyone in the area? Or are you going to try to get their boat specifically? What do you think you're going to do? Oh, I was just going to go up on the boat and then fly and make things glow and go on fire and maybe go really fast and just... <laughs> Use every single thing in my entire pocket. (laughs) All at once. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, because you can do the part that matters, because sometimes I mess that. 
kind of stuff up, but <laughs> okay. So there's the one gang. Okay, so we're cruising. We're walking casually by PB and J's ship. What is the name of their ship, by the way? Their ship's name is um, the Sandbar. Sandwich. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> all right. I'm ready. Okay. So, um, I assume they are tied to the um, tied to the dock. There's a gangplank down. Yeah. Is there only one way onto the ship? Yes, it is the gangplank. The gangplank is down. <gasps> I have a. I am really good at climbing. I'm gonna try to climb. It's a. You can just get up. It's a gangplank. No, I know. But while she's going up the gangplank, I'm gonna sneak. Oh, you want to climb onto the ship like secretly? Okay. Um, I'll yeah. say there's like you know those like circular windows the that are holes. like the portholes. Yeah. Thank you. You can shimmy through your porthole. Okay, I'm ready to shimmy. Yes. All right. I'm gonna kind of keep walking and let Ig like kind of drop egg off at the uh yeah at the gangplank and i'm gonna keep walking okay so i feel like these are going to be two very separate scenes maybe that's just me but we'll see what happens now we are now divided into three separate parties oh my gosh it's like a movie though it's like we've divided into three scenes no we've got this hallie i've never been more confident in you this is this is my first GMing experience. I know. I've never had to deal with a party. Let's split the party again. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna be so patient. It's great. Don't worry right. about it. Yeah, you're gonna kill it. So once I'm gonna do you first. You're in the hole. I'm, well, I want to. I'm gonna wait until like the noise starts. Oh, until she does her thing. Okay. Well, then we'll do. Yeah. So I activate my. Uh, as I'm walking away, I activate the sound dampener. Dampener, which I have strapped to my chest for some reason. In my imagination. <laughs> okay. So I <laughs> I'm excited for this. <laughs> I don't see how it could possibly go wrong. Let me see if I can use the majority of my abilities in one go <laughs> for one introduction. Leave it all on the dance floor. So I wanna I do you can stretch it out because I do need to explore the ship. Like you're gonna wanna keep their focus for as long as you can. Yeah. So the anti-gravity spray. Spray. Yeah. I want I wanna start by using Shroud of Flame and activating that. Okay, you can just do that. That lasts for 10 minutes. And then I would like to go ahead and use the time cipher. The time frame? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then do I roll for that? Um, I'm double checking. But this one lasts for 28 hours. So it will feasibly last the rest of this adventure. And it's like a little crystal thing that you can attach to a melee weapon so that you're only fast when you're like actively using the weapon. So are you going to put it on your conductor's baton? I, yes. And because I am fully embracing the haphazard nature of this character now, I'm activating <laughs> my cipher. That, and I'm going to put it on to my wand. But I probably have something to stick things together, right? In my explorer's pack. It, you can, it has an attachment. It has an attachment that you can fix to your weapon. Oh, this is separate. This is separate. I would like to attach the other cipher to it. <laughs> gravity spray? Yes, the gravity spray. So that I can swing it around. And what, launch all the women into the air? The gravity yeah. spray... <laughs> The gravity spray has to be a non-living object okay. that is smaller than a human. So do you want to use it on your wand? Because then you, I, you can, but like you have to. I was gonna like, I was gonna stick it so that I could run around really fast and spray a bunch of things. 
how much spray is there? Is it like you can just keep spraying things or do you have to have a specific target? One specific target. Yeah. One target. So I can't spray a bunch of little things. You can't spray a bunch of little things. Uh. You could spray, if you wanted to spray, like, there are, like, boxes and crates on the dock, because it's a dock. Um, So I would rule that, like, you could do maybe up to, like, three small boxes, or, like, one really big crate. I want to spray the loose ends of ropes. Oh. The ropes that are attaching the boat to the dock? Whatever ropes will cause damage. I don't think I want to get them away from the dock. I think I want to use the ones, like, on the sails. Oh, you want to, like, detach the sails from... You can do that. Everything but the ones attaching it to the dock. You can, well, you have to get onto the boat to spray those, because they're on the boat. Yeah. So are you just going up the gangplank? No one is there, so you can go up the gangplank if you want. Okay, I'm on fire. I've activated my time cipher. I'm going to go on the deck, and I'm going to start spraying the ends of ropes. Okay, so while you're on the deck, on fire, (laughs) spraying the ends of ropes... Because I would like to clarify that I'm not doing this because I think it'll cause a lot of damage. I'm just imagining that the rope's going like that. No, it's hilarious. Oh, I love oh. it. You're just trashing their boat. <laughs> yeah. um, like little snakes floating around. Yeah. <laughs> While you're on the boat doing doing your thing, uh, you'll hear like a shop across the way, the bell ding. Um, like someone's coming out the door and then you will hear a familiar voice say, why does it cost so much? It's just a small burn. And then a different voice will say, um, Poppy, it's, it's, it's pretty significant. Like we have to get it fixed. We can't just go around with a burn mark on our ship. And then a third voice will pop in. I think it's kind of cool. I don't know. Like it adds an edge, you know, like our ship is called the Sandbar. It's not that exciting. We're called PB and J. Like I, it's, it's, I think it, it adds some, some metal. Um, and then they'll just like stop. I think it does too. Foreign Relations Division. Okay. <laughs> you can just say uh, it. My acquaintance is... Yeah. Uh, my acquaintance is Madeline Jefferson... Madel- Madeline Mad- Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my acquaintance is Madeline Jefferson... <laughs> Jefferson James. Jeez Louise. <laughs> you got this. You got this, dude. Character's a lot more composed than I am. Uh, 